You're tuned into tomorrow. Right here on the Advanced Media Network. You don't need to be tech savvy to record and publish your own podcast, but we're guessing listeners of Into Tomorrow would pick it up pretty easily. And it's also less costly than you might imagine. Plans start at just $12 a month. Go to Blueberry.com. That's B-L-U-B-R-R-Y.com to start your free trial. Welcome Into Tomorrow with Dave Graveline, the interactive radio network program with the latest in high-tech products and services and the experts who bring them to you. This is Into Tomorrow. Here's Dave Graveline. As we remind you to always check your spam filter for important emails that you want to let through and always back up your important data because you never know. Being prepared, you won't need it. Like bringing an umbrella if it's maybe going to rain, but then you don't need it. But you had it and you were good. Welcome into tomorrow. This for the weekend of Friday, October 8th, 2021. I am Dave Graveline. I am Chris Graveline. Are you sure? The way you have to say it? Good heavens. We've got some tech news and commentary for you before we get to more of your calls. John in New Jersey standing by. Facebook's outage on Monday may have hurt the company, its founders, shareholders, and many businesses that rely on their services. But for its rivals, it was a very good day. They have rivals? They I mean, they like to think they don't, but are there anti-social media? Well, Telegram founder and chief executive Pavel Durov said that his instant messaging app added a staggering 70 million users that one day. Oh, my gosh. And, <laughs> wow. And that was what he described as a record increase in user registration and activity for the I service. Would, I would think. That's what is it? Telegram? Telegram. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, it recently topped a billion downloads and had 500 million monthly active users as of earlier this year. Uh, Signal, which competes with both Telegram and WhatsApp also added new users. It said in a tweet that millions of new users had joined that app. Wow, good. But I'll bet nobody quit Facebook or Fakebook. They just went back when it finally started working again. But at least Twitter kept working because that's where Facebook had to go to to, to give news on their their doubtage. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That's pretty funny. They had to go there to say, yes, we're down and we're working on it. And But are they? Are they, though? And, of course, then they also tried to suggest that they know what happened and, you know, won't happen again. But, mm-hmm. Really? I mean, really? Yeah. we got to see. Here's yet another new term, a tech term to get used to. Have you heard of IOV? No. Now, we're being told that it could change the automotive industry. IOV is the Internet of Vehicles market and is expected to grow dramatically by 2024 as more smart vehicles hit the road. IOV is when vehicles communicate with each other and traffic infrastructure in real time. So there you go. You heard it first here on Into Tomorrow. We'll probably mention IOV a little more frequently, but then we'll also, like everything else, we'll try to tell you what these various terms mean when we say them. We don't want to just spew stuff. We like to let everybody know what's up. You can never have too much of a good thing, unless you're an internet service provider in South Korea. Uh Uh-oh. Well, I haven't watched it. Apparently, the Netflix drama Squid Game is insanely popular. So popular, in fact, that a South Korean internet provider is suing Netflix for using too much bandwidth due to traffic surges stemming from that mega streamer. Ah, And what is it called? Squid? Squid Game. Squid Game. It's a movie? Or a it's series? a series, I guess. I don't know. Wow. It keeps popping up on my on ads on, when I launch Netflix, but I haven't looked at it so yet. So I'm curious if any of our listeners are watching that, and what do you think of it? Yeah. SK Broadband is demanding that the platform pay up for all the maintenance costs due to the explosive streaming numbers. This news comes after a sole court 
stated that Netflix should reasonably offer up payment to the Internet service provider for the extra network usage. Netflix has stated that they will review SK Broadband's claim. In the meantime, they plan on having an open dialogue with the provider to explore ways to ensure that customers don't face delays with their network. You know what their open dialogue probably is? I can hear it now. Screw you. Yeah, pretty much. No, uh, no, we want money from you. Eh, not going to happen. Yeah. How's that for an open dialogue? Yeah. Uh-huh. Although I can see Netflix using it as a marketing promotional thing. You know, yeah. we've got Internet service providers suing us around the world because our stuff is so popular. <laughs> Squid Game. It wouldn't surprise see, me. See, now you make me want to see what it is anyway, just to see if it's worth watching. Well, knowing some of the the later the latest hits on Netflix, it may not even be something that's in English. There was another one that I started trying to watch. Um, There's a Money Heist or something. Mm. Great series, but it was it was overdubbed in English, and it was really hard for me to oh. get used to watching. You know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I'm, you know, it may sound uppity on our behalf, but I can't stand to watch those kind of movies yeah. or series because you're watching them speak, and it's not what's coming out of their mouths, and it's irritating. It's like yeah. it's out of sync. It's just out of language. Yeah. More anti-social media news. Former President Donald Trump has asked a federal judge here in Florida to force Twitter to restore his account, which the company, of course, suspended back in January following the storming of the U.S. Capitol. Trump filed a request for a preliminary injunction against Twitter in the U.S. District Court for the Southern District of Florida. Hey, that's our district. Arguing the social media company was coerced by members of the U.S. Congress to suspend his account. And, of course, even if they say, you know what, fine, we'll give you your account back, then they'll just keep blocking content anyway. Yeah. So even if they let him back in, they're going to say, fine, you know, we'll we'll do that because you're suing us, but nobody's going to see your tweets. Mm-hmm. Mm, kind of interesting how that works, because yeah. I have never had so many likes to one of my tweets this past week. Um, retweets and likes. It was like, wow, I struck a nerve. And if you're wondering what I'm talking about, because some of it perhaps is not... No, it was a tweet about integrity and Facebook in the same sentence is is a real hoot. Uh, And so many people were liking that. It was up to over 300 likes, you know, like in a day. Well, because it's an anti-Facebook tweet. So, of course, Twitter's going to make it out there. That's (laughs) true. (laughs) That's true. But most of my tweets... People say they never see, so of course. Tweet yeah. something that goes against Twitter and then see how many likes you get. Oh, I have done that too. <laughs> because they refuse to verify me, you know, give me the blue check mark. And I tweeted, why? And no response. Because they, they've hidden that from everybody. Of course, nobody else could see it. So that's so bizarre, but very typical of Twitter. Yeah. Apple has reached a $95 million settlement that, pending court approval, will resolve a class action lawsuit that accused the company of violating U.S. law by replacing customers' devices covered by AppleCare with refurbished devices. Oh. Apple's repaired terms and conditions for the U.S. state that when servicing a customer's product, the company, quote, may use parts or products that are new or refurbished and equivalent to new in performance and reliability. So they, they're, they're suggesting that they may just use an occasional little part or something, but they're replacing the entire thing with a refurbished yeah. item. Um, you know, however, plaintiffs in the lawsuit allege that refurbished or remanufactured devices are not equivalent to new in performance and reliability and thus sought monetary damages from Apple. Good. I hope they get them. Yeah, well, and that's how, because I've had devices replaced under warranty from Apple before, and I've, and I've learned that basically if it's within like the first 30 days, if you have a problem, they'll replace it with another brand new device. Mm. If it's after that first 30 days, but within your first year, you get a, just a, an old refurbished one, which is one that somebody else had turned in because it had problems. They did a little repair and then made it available for or, somebody else. Or did they? You know, they yeah, just polish exactly. the screen and give it to you now. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, in case you didn't notice, Microsoft has officially launched Windows 11. Yeah, whoop-de-doo. Have a nice day. 
<laughs> that's that's my tech news story at the moment. Yeah, well, and the follow up is who cares? But that's true. I mean, in many cases, because so many machines, I think there isn't a single machine in our studio, and we have a bunch of them, laptops and desktops and whatnot that that will accept the new Windows 11. So because they just want to make you buy it and upgrade machines. And well, there's nothing wrong with our machines, but we can't upgrade yeah, to and, Windows and, 11. Right. And rather than telling us like uh, the main computer I work on, this desktop, it basically meets all the requirements except the the. the CPU, the, the processor, is, yeah. is not quite fast enough. Well, you know what, then let me take that risk if I want to upgrade it. Don't just tell me flat, no, no, you can't do this unless you upgrade your processor, because they're going to get kickbacks from, you know, Intel and AMD. And, you know. <laughs> Probably wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. As part of CEO Mary Barra's opening keynote address at CES in January, General Motors will debut the all-electric Chevy Silverado. The Silverado EV will be the second electric truck announced by GM following the pickup version of the resurrected Hummer. The Silverado is one of the flagship vehicles in the company's much larger push into electric vehicles. It will be the first electric truck for the Chevy brand, and it's sort of fitting that it debuts at CES considering that the production Bolt EV was revealed there back in 2016. Yeah, we were there. In fact, we'll be there this coming January for our 27th year launch. If all goes well. Yeah. I mean, at the moment, they're still having it in person, and they're still requiring you to be vaccinated, and they're still requiring you to wear a mask. Really? Uh, so we'll see. At the moment, we plan to be there yeah. to do as many interviews as possible. International Data Corp. predicts that the market for smart home devices and services, virtual reality, augmented reality, and wearables will reach, get this, $525 billion in four years, compared with only $370 billion this year. IDC reports that VR and AR are especially poised for growth, while smart homes will generate the most revenue overall. So do you have a smart home? Do you want one? Do you want some things in your home that are smart? And if so, stay tuned, because first, tell us what you're looking for. We'll help you find the right stuff. But also, we'll be introducing on a regular basis, as we have for many of our 27 almost years, telling you about new stuff that's out. So you want to stay tuned into tomorrow all the time. So you're ready for holiday shopping and especially the ever-popular Black Friday, the day after Thanksgiving? No. Well, Amazon unveiled a plan to offer daily Black Friday-worthy deals on goods over two months of October and November. This is like their Prime Day, which is really two days. Yeah. So now Black Friday is really two months because they're saying, well, we're going to offer a range of merchandise categories, including electronics. The move, they say, aims to help consumers avoid shipping delays (laughs) by helping shoppers cross items off their lists well in advance. Oh. Mm Mm-hmm. Avoid shipping delays. Well, here's a thought. Ship the stuff faster. Yeah, well, I just avoid friends and family that I don't have to worry about a list that I then have to fulfill. Well, that explains why I don't get Christmas gifts from you. Yeah. Oh, I see. I thought it's just because you couldn't afford them. No, you just ignore uh, friends It's, it's getting to that time of year where I want to start talking politics on Facebook. That way I don't have to buy anybody gifts. <laughs> <laughs> well, that works. Then yeah. you unfriend a lot of people or they unfriend you. Yeah. Okay. Samsung appears to have taken extra precautions against false warranty claims for the Galaxy Z Flip 3, as it turns out that the new clamshell flagship phone is logging all acceleration-based free-fall events. 
Samsung engineers can refer to these logs when a customer wants to make a warranty claim to determine if the damage should or shouldn't be covered by the warranty. Oh. Using these logs that record free falls based on accelerometer data, Samsung engineers can determine if a Galaxy Z Flip 3 that was brought in for repairs got dropped from distances higher than one meter. If it was, Samsung can refuse to provide free repairs even if the phone is under warranty. And, of course, they're going to say it was dropped from a, a distance more than that anyway. Yeah, because apparently the warranty only covers the, you know up to a meter. So you bring it, oh, no, it's dropped from 1.1 meters, so we're not going to cover it. Oh, gosh. Why, why doesn't that surprise me? It's Samsung. So are we sure Samsung's not owned by an insurance company? Yeah, probably. <laughs> Amazon Go's cashierless technology is reportedly being tapped for an Amazon-branded smart fridge. That could monitor its contents, setting up grocery deliveries as needed. The company has not yet confirmed the news, but is said to be in talks with appliance manufacturers to potentially find a partner. Now, my question is, do you really want your refrigerator to automatically order food for you? Yeah. I don't know that that's such a great idea. You know, oh, we're, we're low on uh, on asparagus, so I'm just going to order it. And and meanwhile, you're thinking, you know, as soon as we finish that, we're done with asparagus for a while. It's just it's not something the family enjoyed. Oh, but guess what? We got another whole order of it because the fridge thought we wanted it. Yeah. Well, and because it's Amazon, it's going to be designed to track your inventory and purchase habits. Of course. And uh, predict what you want and, like you said, have it delivered. <laughs> Unbelievable. I mean, I like the idea of maybe reporting to you, hey, it appears your milk is running low. So you make those decisions. But to have the fridge just say, yeah, we're low on something, order it again. It's, uh, it's Wait a minute, I didn't order that. Who ordered this? Yeah. The fridge. Oh, great. Are you going to put them in timeout? John in Bridgewater, New Jersey, listens to the free Into Tomorrow podcast, and we love you for it, calling in using the Ask Dave button at intotomorrow.com. Hey, John. Hey there, Dave, Chris, and Cameron. I wanted to call you for a couple of reasons. Okay. My son recently found himself without keys to his Honda CRV because you guys talk about Car Keys Express. I bought a replacement from them. We took pictures of the key we had, sent the pictures, and he bought it online from Car Keys. For less than $125, he had a new set of keys that worked perfectly. I couldn't believe how simple it was. We are really glad we learned about them from Into Tomorrow. Well, cool. Back on September 3rd show, Gigi from St. Simon's Island in Georgia called about backups, and the conversation turned to passwords. I wanted to suggest trying Bitwarden. It uses end-to-end encryption, allows you to save one of those one-time recovery passwords that Chris mentioned, and it's absolutely free. There is a $10 a year charge for even greater benefits, including searching all your passwords for stale, unsafe, or repeated passwords, and it works on all your devices, and I love it. I use it every day. Lastly, on the same September show, you had a guest from Kidda, Sharon Cooksey. Thank you for having her on the show. We're replacing all our smoke detectors, which are 13 years out of date this weekend. Great show, as always. Really enjoy you guys, and... It feels like you are part of the family. Well, thank you, John, because it feels like you guys are as well, because our Into Tomorrow listeners, especially those of you that call in and participate, are, in fact, our family. And we love calls like John's. Listeners helping other listeners, and that's just awesome. 
Yeah, and don't worry, I won't tell anybody that after that kid interview, I went around and checked your smoke detectors, and you had one in your house that was expired like 15 years ago. But no, don't tell anybody yeah. that. No. Now, no. now, in your defense, though, you do test a lot of stuff, so you have probably 22 smoke detectors <laughs> True. in your house because you've just kept adding the new ones. You just never took the old ones out. That's yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much for at least pointing that out because we do get evaluation review units of various things, and okay, let's test that. But yeah, there were stuff. I remember taking one off the uh, one off your wall, and I was like, "Oh, this one expired when the show was like five years old." No, <laughs> wait a minute, we're coming up to twenty-seven years. Yeah. Oh, that's a long time. Yeah, you should not have smoke detectors that are older than ten. Yeah, and if you do, like John, replace them. This is your family we're talking about, so take good care. All the way, by the way, into tomorrow. dot com. Dish TV is better than cable TV. Here's why: Dish has the nation's lowest TV price, along with an award-winning DVR that can skip commercials, record eight shows at once, and get access to thousands of movies at your fingertips. Cable simply can't even compare. So the smart choice is to cut the cable and get Dish. Plus, you get all these great TV features: free HD DVR upgrade, free installation, and free movie channels. Say goodbye to cable and get more with Dish TV. Call eight five five two one two six five three six eight five five two one two six five three six. As an added bonus, you can switch to Dish now and receive a fifty dollar Visa gift card. So call now and get Dish TV. Eight five five two one two six five three six eight five five two one two six five three six. That's eight five five two one two sixty five thirty six. Limited time offer. Twenty four month commitment and credit qualification required. Cancel. Fee, monthly equipment fees, and other restrictions apply. Promotion can change at any time. It's the weekend of October eighth, twenty twenty one. You're tuned into tomorrow. I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. This portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you in part by HughesNet, high speed satellite internet available wherever you live or work. Text radio to thirty five thousand to get more info. Again, text the word radio to three five zero zero zero. Stay tuned. In a few minutes, we'll be chatting with John Shecklow. He's the CEO and creative director and game designer for Opposite Lock Games. They're a gaming company that created uh, Commish, which is a stock simulator game that deals with games in which real money are involved. Yeah, so if you'd like to gamble with your actual real money, we're going to tell you how to do that. So, so another one you want to see the video of of this interview, at least on iPhone, and listen to the interview and find out why you can't do it on Android. Yeah, I know, weird, but he explains why you can't do it at least on that one with Android using your real money. Oh well, and stay tuned because we're going to share with you the current prizes we have available when you call in to win stuff. Many people struggle with pain, especially after medical procedures like surgery, for example. But the opioid abuse epidemic has made doctors and patients very cautious about painkillers. The VA has developed other solutions. With this week's Into Tomorrow Health Tech Minute, brought to you by Dexcom. Here's Alfred Poor. Thanks, Dave. Opioid abuse continues to be a major healthcare challenge, both in the U.S. and around the world. As a result, doctors and patients alike are hesitant about relying on a pill to manage pain. But pain remains a problem, especially after surgical procedures. The Veterans Health Administration has been studying the use of alternative pain management approaches, and with considerable success. In a recent study, doctors gave patients virtual reality 
goggles after surgery and used distraction-based immersion therapy as a way to manage the pain. The veterans were able to interact in a 3D digital environment, and this helped alleviate anxiety, stress, and boredom, which in turn can affect perceived pain levels. 96% of the patients in the study enjoyed the experience, and 84% of them said it reduced their discomfort level. Almost all of them would recommend the therapy to their peers. The VHA is now exploring other uses for VR in healthcare, such as evaluating fall risk and managing chronic pain. For Into Tomorrow, I'm Alfred Poor. Back to you, Dave. Well, thank you, Alfred. Yet another very cool Health Tech Minute. That's interesting, and I'm glad to see VR being used for healthcare. The Into Tomorrow Health Tech Minute brought to you by Dexcom. Always know where your glucose is headed and how fast. Visit dexcomdexcom.com. And be sure to sign up for Alfred's Health Tech Insider free weekly newsletter at healthtechinsider.com. When you call in and participate, no promises, no guarantees, but do tell us a couple of the items that you may want, always listed at intotomorrow.com and in our tech newsletter, and you may win one. For example, from CarLock, we've got advanced real-time car tracker and alert systems. Ilago has sent snapshot cases for AirPods and AirTag. Um, Cosmo, the Junior Track 2 Smartwatch for Kids. Eufy, indoor pan and tilt security camera with human and pet AI. And from iHealth, wireless fingertip pulse oximeters. Check everything out at intotomorrow.com. Now that we're home more than ever, we need to feel safe. Call it a sign of the times or the world we now live in. What do you want to keep safe? Wouldn't it be nice to have tested, trusted, 24-7 protection? Peace of mind, real protection that's always there for you and your whole family? Well, now you can with one of our state-of-the-art home security systems. Call 800-970-8405. That's 800-970-8405. As Into Tomorrow continues, I'm Dave Graveline. Thank you for tuning in during our 26th year on the air, bringing you the latest in cool technology, all sorts of things, gadgets and gizmos, products and services, gaming, whatever the case, available today and into tomorrow. And we love it when you participate on the program because you make the show. Our audience is really most important. Yeah, we have great guests, and they're important, and you know we like to banter and give you some tech news and commentary and all that, but you make the program. So if you have any tech questions anytime at your convenience, 24-7, join us anytime at your leisure. And an easy way to do it is by visiting our website and clicking on the little Ask Dave microphone button at intotomorrow.com. If you use that method, it's really easy, and you can do it from anything, any device with a browser and a microphone. We ask three things, that you give us your first name, where you're joining us from, and how you hear the show. And then ask your question, make your comment, help another listener, what have you. Or you can use the free Into Tomorrow app. Search those two words in your favorite app store, Into Tomorrow, and then snag it and hit that message the studio button. 
and then you could it'll automatically have you fill in some of that requested info. Or, yeah, the old-fashioned way, if you happen to use your phone as a phone these days, you can dial 800-899-INTO. It's toll-free from anywhere in North America, 1-800-899-4686. And again, anytime at your convenience. Our next guest joins us from a gaming company, which is the indie developer behind Kamish, a popular stock simulator game. They're doing some really cool stuff. The CEO and creative director and game designer with Opposite Lock Games is John Shecklow. John, welcome into tomorrow. Thanks for coming on. How are you? Thanks, Dave. I'm good. Nice speaking with you. Good. How are things in Connecticut today? I understand you're there. I'm looking out your window. You can see it on, on the video at intotomorrow.com. Looks like a bright, sunny day. Far from it. We're oh. about to get a thunderstorm. Oh, gee. Well, welcome to our Miami weather. I guess we send it up to you periodically. <laughs> but anyway, uh, tell me a little bit about the company, uh, Opposite Lock Games, and then let's get into some of the cool stuff you're doing these days. Sure thing. Opposite Lock Games is an independent game studio that I started in 2015, and we make games for mobile, iPhone, Android, A lot of what we do is kind of economic sandbox is what we call it. So playing with financial systems, playing with economic systems that you can tinker with and get reactions immediately. Our most popular game is called Kamish. That is a stock market simulator. And it's kind of based in an 80s Gordon Gecko Wall Street world. And it does some pretty sophisticated things. It doesn't look like it, but it is pretty sophisticated. It pipes in real-time New York Stock Exchange data and lets players trade and compete to try to get the highest daily portfolio value. And there's prizes given every day. Actually, on iOS, there's Amazon gift card prizes. So it's really a fun kind of social competitive stock simulator. So on Android, uh, for those of us Android users, uh, there are not prizes or different prizes? (laughs) Android does not allow us to give away gift cards or anything of value. Really? I mean, usually that's the kind of thing we hear from Apple, restricting developers on all sorts of ways. But but Google is not letting you give things away? That's really odd. We'll have to smack them around for that. Please do. <laughs> By all means. Now, does anyone have an opportunity to, to make money in the stock market doing this? Or is it really just kind of a, a fun way to maybe even learn about how to work with the stock market? It sounds to me like it's kind of an educational thing, too. That was one of our goals was to give players and one of our challenges as well was to design it in a way that, that gave new players who were new to the stock market the ability to learn while they played and still had fun. As far as making money, that's the next stage. That's the evolution of the, of the game. We're, we're now speaking with a company that specializes in NFT games, blockchain games. And we are now working on the plans to create an extension that allows players to actually trade stocks that have underlying NFTs. So there is a real value to it. Um, and, and, do, and do our audience a favor and explain NFTs for those who may not be familiar. NFTs are they're sort of on the they're sort of comparable to a cryptocurrency, and it's a unique identifier on a digital asset. So if if we have a company, for example, in our game we have fictitious companies. One of them is called 
Geronimo Airlines, right? Or Twin Tuna. And you can, if we make a, a thousand shares of that company, each one of those shares is a unique digital asset on a blockchain. So when you have that one share, you're the only person in the world that owns that share. Ah. So it's, that share can go up and down in value. If there's a lot of players in the game buying it, it's going to push the price higher. If a lot of players are selling it, it's going to drop the, the price lower. So our goal is to create a real organic working market that can be manipulated, that you can invest in, and you can actually turn NFTs back into real money. So there is real value there. Good. And it sounds like you're able to skirt some of the uh, Google developer uh, developer issues with that, too, which I kind of like that idea. Um, I understand from your website that you use a platform for these games uh, called Skills uh, that can allow real money gaming. Is this part of that in, in Kamish or are these other games that you're working on? Skills is a different these are uh, other games. Okay. Skills is, uh, is, is a very interesting platform. They actually just went public recently on the New York Stock Exchange. They've been around, I think, since about 2012. But what they do is different. They, they actually allow. They're not actually, it's not allowed in all states. I think there's 13 states that don't allow it or something. They allow players to actually bet on their games. So you play for real money. And uh, each player puts in $5, up to, I think, $300 per game. For a mobile game, it's pretty intense. Put $300 on a three-minute game. Yeah, but but it's it's a lot better than mortgaging your house, hopefully, so you don't get too carried away. So players get to compete. The winner takes the pot, and Skills is a platform that handles all of that. And you can put it into pretty much any game as long as it's fair for both players. You can compete for real money. So I think that... Personally, I think that's very much the future of gaming, to put real value on the line. It changes everything, and it makes things very exciting. Yeah, so you do think it's the future. It's something we're going to see more of into tomorrow, if you will, not just a a current fad. Absolutely. With sports gambling becoming basically decriminalized federally recently, in the last few years, Yeah, the U.S. government basically legalized sports gambling. And now it seems that all the states are kind of scrambling to bring it to the public. And it's going to, I think it's going to come in a very broad based way. And, and that idea of being able to gamble even a little bit as a form of entertainment and bring that into all types of video gaming. Uh, I, I definitely think that is the next stage of, of gaming. I'm assuming, uh, John, that you hear from folks that games can tend to be more fun when some real money is on the line. They can certainly be a little more scary for some people, uh, but maybe that's part of of the overall excitement. Yeah, it adds a new level of excitement for sure. It's pretty captivating when you have even a, a little bit on the line. It also requires the players to really become a lot better at the game. I've played for real money in, in these skills games and I get stomped because <laughs> people playing for real money are very good. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. And they're very good at it because perhaps they do it a lot more frequently as well. Like anything else, you know, practice makes makes perfect or you get a better handle on all the different skills, uh, pun intended perhaps, uh, to be able to really get into it. Uh, I think it's fascinating. Again, could be dangerous. So if you're not sure, uh, then don't bet a lot of money or don't bet at all, maybe. <laughs> but but if you like to gamble a little bit, maybe five bucks, ten bucks here and there. It can't be any worse than buying a lotto ticket 
and not winning. <laughs> I agree. And skills is nice because they also allow for uh, practice gaming. You don't have to, to bet real money. But uh, we've incorporated their SDK, their platform, into some of our games. It's going pretty well. I think they provide a really nice platform. Good, good. And if you can incorporate their software developer kit into things that you do, then clearly you like what's going on, and and your customers do, your players and, and various folks. Back to Kamish for, for just a second, too. Uh, the first game we talked about, it seems like it was ahead of the curve on uh, the new stock market craze. I mean, we've heard of Robin Hood and, and a bunch of others. Uh, what does that all mean? Uh, was that on purpose? Was it an accident? Did you happen to kind of fall into that at the right time in the right place? Total accident, yes. <laughs> well, that's good that you admit uh, that, but it's working out for you, it seems. Yeah, I mean, I, I spent 10 years working in Manhattan as a, as a stockbroker. And, wow. And after that, wanted to take those experiences and kind of put them into a game that anyone could experience and have fun with. And then, you know, there, there has been a recent explosion in the interest of stock trading there's a whole new generation of people getting interested in in it so that that has really uh accelerated the the, the games cool are you, are you guys working on any new skills games that uh, might be coming out soon that we can chat about for a moment definitely we're working on a game called wordplay adventure which is actually out on apple it's a combination of tetris where letters fall from the sky it's a combination of Tetris and Scrabble. Oh, wow. <laughs> so letters fall from the sky, and you can make any word out of them before they stack to the top. And um, that's going to be a skills game. So they're, they're three-minute rounds where you compete against another live player, and then you're scored using Scrabble scoring. And whoever gets the highest score wins that match, and you can play that for real money. So we're going to see how that goes. Very cool. And will it also then be available ultimately on Android format as well? No, because Android and Google, they're player haters. And they don't allow skills on their platform because, again, uh, Google doesn't tolerate any sort of wagering, gaming type stuff. Yeah, unless it's uh, the money is for them, they're not interested. Which, again, I find very odd because usually that's the case with Apple. Uh, we spend years talking about Apple getting uh, every nickel they can out of anybody, especially developers. But, again, whole other story. Is there a charge for these games, uh, for folks to download and play them? How does that all work real quick? No, we don't charge. Our games are free, and we try to be as non-intrusive as possible with the advertising. So it's rewarded video advertising. If you want to click on on an ad to earn this or that, which helps boost a little bit or make some progress, then you can click on a 30-second ad or not. So we really want to make it a pleasant experience, and it's working so far. Well, that's good. It sounds like it is. OppositeLockGames.com. Thank you, John, for spending a few minutes with us. Continued good luck. Dave, thank you very much. Our pleasure again. OppositeLockGames.com. And, of course, we'll get you there, as always, when you hit us up at IntoTomorrow.com. I'm Dave Graveline. Stay tuned. There's much more to come on Into Tomorrow right here on the Advanced Media Network. You don't need to be tech-savvy to record and publish your own podcast, but we're guessing listeners of Into Tomorrow would pick it up easily. And it's also less costly than you might imagine. Plans start at just $12 a month. 
Go to Blueberry.com. That's B-L-U-B-R-R-Y.com to start your free trial. It's your weekly technology auditory gem, your gas X for tech, if you will. You're tuned into tomorrow. Thanks for joining us during our 26th year on the air. I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. This portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you in part by StreamGuys.com. They provide the 24-7 stream of Into Tomorrow at our website at intotomorrow.com. Here's Joe in Gladewater, Texas, listening on 97.5 FM KTBB, and we love you for it, Joe, calling in using the free Into Tomorrow app. I just had an iMac 27-inch die on me. The screen still works, but the hard drive is toast. So I'm buying a new M1 uh, 24-inch was wondering if I could use the old iMac as a monitor. It would be cool to have 24 inches on one side and 27 inches on the other side. What great view I could have of my work. Well, there you go. And they say size does matter. So that would be cool to have two big monitors. But the answer is yes and no. Uh, 27-inch models from 2009 and 2010 can be used as an external display. Apple used to call the feature Target Display Mode, and it worked by connecting the iMac to a laptop or other desktop using the mini display port. Yeah, there are two things that will likely keep you from being able to do that, though. Uh, first of all, an operating system is required to do it. In particular, it needs to be Mac OS High Sierra. So you need to get a hard drive for your old machine, try to find High Sierra, and install it. Oh, great. Given how cheap regular monitors are, that might not just be worth the hassle. Uh, second, and most important, it won't be compatible with your new generation iMac. Apple supported the feature during the decade between 2009 and 2019, but newer iMacs can't use your model as an external display anymore. Wow. Now, if you still want to have a 27-inch external monitor, you can find them for as little as about 150 bucks. So it may still be something you can do if it will help you be more productive. And, Joe, we all want to be more productive and have a little more fun with what you're doing. And I agree with you. Two big monitors is pretty cool. Uh, Chris has two big monitors on his setup, but then he does a lot of video editing. So he needs to see so many different sources. But, Joe, let us know what you end up doing because it will help other listeners, too. And I hope some of our input certainly helps you. But, again, let us know. Speaking of letting us know, let us know if you would like to get our free once-a-week tech newsletter. Chris is going to tell you how easy it is to do and what's in it. Stop by IntoTomorrow.com, and when that box pops up to ask you for your email address, you put your email address in. You'll get a confirmation email with a link. Click the link, and you're on the list. Oh, very good. And, and of course, that's a double opt-in thing. The reason we, you, we send you a subsequent email is to make sure you want it, because we don't spam anyone. Right. So you want to watch for that. Now, if you don't get that subsequent link, be sure to check your spam filters. For some reason, some folks have told us they find us in their spam filters. So anything from at graveline.com or at intotomorrow.com, 
do please allow, because we don't spam you. It's not a mess. Uh, check it out and participate and sign up for the tech newsletter. we got a lot of cool stuff in it, too. Yeah, a lot of tech news, including Amazon letting Prime members send gifts with just a phone number or email, which we talked about during tech news. But mm-hmm. there's currently no way to opt out, <laughs> potentially leaving some Amazon users with unwanted gift alerts. Oh, wonderful. And Beth's tech tip every week. This week, uh, it's October being National Breast Cancer Awareness Month. She tells you how you can use your tech to raise awareness, educate yourself on the disease, shop, donate, and even download apps to remind you to keep up on your health screenings. And in addition to all that tech news and the tech tip, we've got the, the This Week in Tech history links. We've got a listing of the prizes we've got for you. We tell you who's on the show, all sorts of fun stuff. And by the way, if you've yet to see Chris's This Week in Tech history video every week, do yourself a favor. And don't. No, no, no. I mean, and do and do check that out. It's all there for you at intotomorrow.com. I know what. Let's meet there now, shall we? During these difficult times, we understand how important it is to stay healthy and safe. With so many of us confined to our homes and not being able to work, we feel the financial burden more than ever. Many folks lost their jobs and businesses. Others were furloughed and some are working from home at reduced pay. Keeping up with your bills is not easy under these circumstances. If you have credit card debt and cannot keep up with your monthly payments, we at Debt Fix Pros are here to help. Give us a call to see how we can reduce your interest rates and lower your monthly payments. Protect your credit and let us help you find a solution that fits your needs. We, your friends at Debt Fix Pros, are here to help. Let us take care of your credit card debt so you can focus on what is really important. Call for a free phone consultation at 1-800-539-9460. That's 1-800-539-9460. 1-800-539-9460. United we stand. 1-800-539-9460. Another Into Tomorrow tech tidbit for you to share. You know, during the 1980s, an IBM computer was not considered to be 100% compatible if it could not run Microsoft Flight Simulator. Interesting. Quite, I think. I'm Dave Graveline. This is Into Tomorrow. And this portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you by Autonomous, ergonomic office furniture that helps you work from home productively. Check out autonomous.ai. Matthew in Hartsdale, New York, listens online. Welcome Into Tomorrow, Matthew. Hi, Dave. Hi, Chris. My question has to do with my iMac computer. I've had the computer since 2009. It had a lot of memory, and uh, it was great. served me very well for the past uh, 12 years, uh, but I noticed most recently that I'm getting the rainbow spinning wheel when I try to open an application, and I can't go further than the desktop. Would you be able to help me find out why this is happening? Well, Matthew, 12 years might as well be a century in computer years. Just about anything can be wrong with that iMac. 2009 was the first year for the unibody iMacs. To Apple's credit now, they're still patching that model today. It will only be dropped with the release of Monterey later this year. Yeah, now, if your software is not running, it might be because of anything from hardware issues like faulty RAM or even a faulty hard drive or processor all the way to software. Uh, you may be trying to run something more 
more modern and demanding than a 12-year-old computer can handle, or some file may have been corrupted and may need to be reinstalled. You can try to run a permissions repair job in disk utility, but don't get your hopes up. Age eventually gets everything and everyone, and your computer may just be at the end of its life. Oh, moment of silence for Matthew's iMac. Okay, moment over. Okay. Uh, but that's true. It's unfortunate, but uh, let's see what happens. So do try to run what Chris suggested. Again, our show notes at intotomorrow.com. Let us know. Let's meet at intotomorrow.com meantime.